0: Big weekend of harness racing, especially New South Wales, with the heat of the Miracle Mile—the two Group One races—but they're the last chance to qualify for that magical race in a couple of weeks' time. The Oaks Final, a Group One mares race, um, so there's plenty to talk about. And Blake Redden joins us here for Gate Speed this morning. Hello, Blake.
1: Gareth, as you say, there's plenty coming up this week, and also plenty to look back on in the last week. So uh, it's happening all over Australasia and even further abroad. We'll talk about today. So. Exciting episode.
0: Where is Jason? He was superb, I thought yesterday at the dogs. Where is he today? You...
1: Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the protocol here, here is, but uh, he might be recording a TV show at the minute. Oh, okay. P- potentially a show that's not recorded live.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be a um, gig.
1: Well, my well be, Gareth. I didn't want to say <laughs> it, but. But, uh, yeah, I think he might be... Well, maybe just getting a makeup on and getting ready for that show to be recorded anyway.
0: Hey, let's talk about the seven points here and the things we learned. Locked Lens, Chariots, as budding rivalry, far from settled. We had David Moran on our show yesterday, and I pointed out, Blake, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, it's nearly the best Group 1 drive that I've seen in harness racing for quite some time. Ah, oh, so clever, wasn't it? I
1: couldn't agree more. It was... Uh, it was brilliant because you look at it and you say, well, a horse having to sit parked in a big race around Manangle, not ideal, but it absolutely was perfect because he controlled tempo, he turned it into a sprint home, and David Marine could easily have gone and attacked the lead. Demon Delight, as he proved in the race and as he's probably proven over the last two years, is not in that class. He's, he's a nice horse, he's a really nice horse, but Lock and Varad could have tried to monster him early and made it into a staying war, a la Bonanza, when he ran 148 at, around Melton, which is probably a 146 mile around Manangle, But he's gone and sat quietly. He's got Self Short his main danger on his back, and they've gone a 150 mile home in 25.4 seconds. And you just can't make up that ground. Self Assured did make up some ground, but yeah. up the straight there, he just uh, he, he wasn't quick enough to peg back uh, Loch and Grat. So incredible drive, and, and I think it really does set up this rivalry between the two horses.
0: So he, he rated that horse to perfection as you just pointed out and he had to go to game B straight away, like with everybody galloping at the start. It was one of the weirdest starts to a big route one that I've seen for quite some time. It was like dodging cars in the early part. Everybody was crashing into each other and then Purden used his initiative, wonderful drive, he lands one one. And you're thinking at the moment if you're betting in the run, what self is short of dollar forty and probably Loch and Vara four fifty. And he's been able to just pull everybody's pants down in a way. He's been so slow. Um, dictated the race mid-race and made sure his horse had a kick and used his turn of foot for the last couple of furlongs. It was a magical drive by David Moran. Point two, Memphis and Susan set for Oaks rematch after easy heat wins. They can't beat Memphis. Like, she's home, Barry number one. She's a dollar sixty. I don't know what price she is now, but she probably leads and wins, doesn't she, Blake?
1: You'd have to think so. Obviously Doctor Susan won their clash in the in the Victoria Oaks but Stylish Memphis won um her oh so easily. They both did, but as you say, the barrier draws have fallen, uh, Stylish Memphis way and she probably came well she did certainly come to Australia with the bigger record of the two in New Zealand, the bigger um boom and hype heading into the Victoria Oaks. So you'd have to think that uh you know, it's gonna be really hard to see her beaten. She's a a quick enough beginner. I can't see anything really crossing her for speed. Not sure how you feel about that, but with the way the draws have fallen, if she if she's in front, even over the mile and a half, I don't think it's going to be an issue. She's pretty strong. We saw that um, on the weekend, and it does look her race to to lose much. is obviously interesting. She was much more dominant than anyone was expecting, winning her heat, but she failed in the Victoria Oaks, uh, but she's always been sort of that, that head and shoulders above them, uh, juvenile, at least in Victoria, Australia. So she gets her chance to sort of uh, aim for redemption. But, you no, know, you would have thought the, the way that Stylish Memphis won and Dr. Susan drawing Barrier 11, it has sort of sorted them out a little bit, but um, it will still be a race.
0: OK, what about Michael Stanley? He's got some nice two-year-olds, especially with the Soho banner.
1: Uh, doesn't he? He just keeps unleashing these these potential stars. We, of course, know Soho Lanakai created some, some serious viral marketing opportunities when he won by 60-odd metres on debut and now... Uh, McStanley's unleashed so- uh, Soho Almazi on the weekend at Melton, and I think she's heading to New South Wales, Menangle soon for the, the pink bonnet. Yeah. Uh, that was some sort of win at Melton on Saturday night, and he's got a couple in uh, going forward on Wednesday night at, uh, at Ballarat, so it'll be interesting to see Soho Bollinger uh, go around and-, and also his stable mate. It seems, I know last year McStanley made a point of putting away his good two year olds uh, through the middle and latter part of the season and trying to save them for three year olds and not compete with Emma Stewart. Well, he's done one of two things. Either he's targeting the early part of the season where there's some good prize money on offer with the APG and he's going to back off them through the middle part of the season, or he realises he has such a strong bunch of horses such a strong group of two-year-olds this season that he's willing to take on Emma Stewart head-to-head and Clayton Tonkin. And that will be some sort of clash if they both produce their best through the middle part of the season because um, we haven't seen probably Emma and Clayton's best two-year-olds yet. We have seen... Some of them like Stanleys, and uh, it, it could be an epic sort of middle part of the year if they both go head-to-head with their best horses.
0: It's fascinating to see what Michael Stanley would say about that particular point you just made because there was no doubt that I think Robert Watson was the instigator there. He he just said he couldn't, he couldn't compete with the Stewart runners as two-year-olds. So he wanted to save them three and obviously four- and five-year-olds, but it's been a different tack this time around, and, boy, haven't they come out swinging. Um, what about D delivers in a wider at Cup success in another action-packed um, country cup, and I enjoyed it on yep. Friday night.
1: It was a great race. We can discuss the virtues of whether General Dodge was going to run straight past Dee DeNoodle or not before our millionaire checked him and, and sort of knocked him out of the race. He still ran on for fifth general dodge the favourite, but at the same time all you can do is win, and Dee DeNudo has proven himself since joining the MS Stewart stable. He's gone 155 and changed over the middle trip at Melton a couple of times, I think uh, recently, so he's no slug, Dee and when he found the front around our rat, he was always going to be really hard to run down. Obviously he got some fortune there with the favourite, yep. but uh, I'd say a really well-deserved success for a horse that has long shown ability, now with Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin and uh, I don't think it'll be his last win for the team. And he might be, you know, Country Cups, maybe a Warrigal Country Cup could suit him or, or something of that nature. But he's a really good horse. General Dodge, look, arguably still the best horse to come out of the race. We'll see where he gets to next. But, um, yeah, I don't think he lost many admirers
0: anyway. What about Shar Tin? This is a wonderful story. In fact, Shartin Tin was announced the US Horse of the Year off the back of a, another incredible season. But Dexter Dunn, I love Dexter. One of my all-time favourite drivers, terrific bloke, and he's become all of a sudden, which is unbelievable, really, the number one driver in the states. Will vote it anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, what validation for for what we do down here in Australia? It's, I think, been a long-held belief from from most people around the world that America is the premier pacing part of the world, and yep. uh, obviously with their tracks and and mile-only racing, they they you know produce some spectacular times, but. I think we've seen charts in it and she was she was a really good horse here in Victoria. She didn't get a chance to probably race up to a level as a four or five year old. She only raced three or three here. Uh, I think she won a Queensland, eight, she ran second in the Derby to more more the better and then soon after headed over to, to America and she's done an outstanding job, hasn't she? She won fifteen of nineteen races in the US this season, almost a million dollars in stakes and um she went the fastest mile ever by a mare in, in history of the sport went one hundred forty six eight so uh she's she's had some sort of career in the US and it's not something that's happened, you know, in the last twelve months. She's been building on that for the last two, three years and, and she just keeps getting better and better. So Big Tick obviously well bred uh here in Australia and big tick for our breed that they can compete in the US. We saw Lazarus competitive over there and then as you say Dexter Dunn um he's just um well he's he's always been known as the rarest of talents here in the Southern Hemisphere and for him to make the decision to sort of change his life up and, and head to the Northern Hemisphere was obviously a big call, a huge call really for him and um, so much depth in the driver's ranks and, and the way that the tracks are set up in North America and sort of, uh, you know, it's a hard market to crack into. But as you say, he's um, he's been given that award this year and he's certainly going to go on to bigger and better things now that he's established his name.
0: And Private Eye announces himself with a George Croxford victory.
1: I think he's a nice horse. I yeah. mean, you know, some people might not have seen this being a Sunday afternoon at Gunbower, but the George Croxford is a good horse's race, and Private Eye uh, certainly caught the eye on debut when he galloped and made a mistake at Geelong about a month ago. Still managed to pick himself up and win the race. That wasn't an overly strong race. We didn't know probably what he was capable of, but I really liked the way he won the the George Croxford first up ish. I guess after a month uh, on the sidelines, so he's got plenty of improvement left in him and. Just the way he went about it in the straight, Greg Sugars drove him, and I don't think Greg got anywhere near the bottom of him. So narrow margin for Private Eye, but um, I think he could have won by a lot further, and I think he's a a genuinely uh, top-line horse in the making. I think we're going to target the British Challenge with him in May, June, and that will certainly be something to look out for because he's lightly raced, he's got rare ability, and... Can't wait to see him sort of step up to that that better level going forward.
0: What did you make of the the drama there at Newcastle the other day when three of the Craig Cross train paces were scratched for arriving late there on track, and it was so much so much up for grabs really? Because if you you win that Newcastle mile, you automatically gain a start in that Miracle Mile.
1: Gareth, there's, there's absolutely no other way to slice of the pie than to say it was disgraceful. It was it was a real lack of common sense and initiative taken by the stewards to deem that because they were six minutes late, they couldn't run in the race. Uh, There were so many options available, you would have thought putting the race back, you know, a certain amount of time, uh, allowing them to have an entourage, bring them to the track a la Alligator Blood when the the Queensland Guineas was put back, what, 45 minutes an hour. Uh, Just so much that could have been done to try and resurrect this situation. Three of the horses... In the Newcastle Mile, and some of them, I'm, I haven't um, gone through the fields closely, but I suspect some of them would have wanted to be in, in the sprints this week at Menangal and may not have made the field because they were that next tier down and that was their chance to get into the race. I just, uh, I mean, you know, if, if I, I, I would hope that the New South Wales uh, stewards and and, um, and sort of industry can come out and at least say they've made a mistake. I think everyone knows it's a mistake. They can stick by it and sort of defend their patch based on the... Rules and regulations, but it's not the right thing to do here. The right thing to do is to say if these circumstances happened again, and I mean you can talk through it, Gareth, but basically what happened is there was a, there was a pile up on the on the motorway. they were given a text message to leave early. they left as soon as was basically twenty minutes within getting the text message, allowed themselves four hours to get to the track for a normally two and a half hour trip it's just there's so much wrong with it and um, and yet yeah, i, I don 't know how you feel about it about it, Gareth, but hopefully it just never happens
0: again. It just makes you frustrated sometimes that the sport can kick itself when it doesn't need to. Like, as you pointed out, it's common sense and people have been able to use that common sense recently. And, oh, the perfect example, as you pointed out, was Alligator Blood getting to the Gold Coast. Now, he they pushed the race back. I think everyone understood and then, obviously, he gets to the races. But they were six minutes late, is that right? Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Um, and they, well, it took them four and a half hours to get there. Obviously, they weren't there under the rules and regulations, so that's where the stewards were going by. And they're probably, I don't know, there could have been pressure from conne- other connections saying, well, we're here, um, you have to scratch them. That could have been the pressure coming from outside, I don't know. I think Cairns Attic was
1: 25 minutes later on course, course at On Saturday, so it's just, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Well, I don't know. I'll have to get that confirmed. But it's just like, in sport and harness racing, needs all the turnover that it can get. And that would have cost turnover there on the weekend. Um, so I, I might have to give, I'll give John Dummers a, a call, maybe for an explanation. But yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. But I'm, I'm telling you, King of Swinger win on Saturday night. you can get $2.40 now.
1: Very confident, Gareth.
0: Yeah, I think he leads and wins.
1: Um, I saw, um, saw you are in a debutante this week somewhere is Geelong Wednesday you've got a horse might be going around for you
0: oh tonight isn't it at Ballarat I think it's Wednesday I think it's tomorrow night oh tomorrow night yeah, yeah. it's a Ballarat tomorrow night yeah um, what well, can you tell us surface no it hasn't trialled great to be brutally okay. honest I don't know if it's much good I'll get a report there tomorrow and I'll let you know um, <laughs> sounds good guys. we purchased wait. It, those we purchased those two horses at the Adelaide sales there and um, I think I was the only one bidding there in the end <laughs> so uh, two nice horses hopefully we'll get the job done Anyway, a Blake, um, I enjoy your work. Um, Do you have a winner for us today?
1: Uh, I mean, I always have winners. Whether I can actually find them for Mildura is probably a little bit out of my jurisdiction.
0: All right, Um, then we'll let you go, but maybe tomorrow you can bounce back.
1: I'll tell you what, race four, number one, Gordon Girl is probably uh, a really good bet. I don't know what price will come up. It might be short. It might be very short, but if you're playing Maltese. Race four, number one's definitely
0: a winner. I liked you coming off the long run today. Fired up and passionate. That's what we need. Thank you, Blake. <laughs>
1: Thank you,
0: Aris. There's Blake Redden with Gate Speed. Now it's time for race.